There he is. Because that music means it's time for the Pilch Point with online editorial director of Laptop Magazine and Tom's Guide, Abram Pilch. Abram, are you there? Yes, I am. Oh, and you are half screen. Oh, cool. There I go. I can use a computer. How are you doing, buddy? Good, good. How are you guys? Great, great. <laughs> I think he just one-upped you there, Avram. Oh, man, we could repeat over and over. Scott, how are you doing? I like that he said over and over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm not going to get involved in this not contest. Between excellent, the two of excellent. You. No, I'll let this be between the two of you. <laughs> Oh my goodness! So it's been it's been a it was a little bit of a quiet it was a little bit of a quiet week at uh, Laptop and Tom's Guide HQ leading up to the leading up to the holiday. But yeah. uh, but obviously there's there's a lot going a lot we expect and a lot going on and uh, it uh, it gave me some time to reflect on. The panel that I sat on uh, earlier, panel I sat on um, late last month, uh, talking about augmented reality and how it's going to change all of our futures. Right, and let's talk about that stuff, but not before you augment our reality by giving us your contacts now. So... Your, your your news following reality will be augmented if you can follow all of our headlines at laptopmag.com and tomsguide.com and follow me on Twitter at, at @keeganchief. All right. So, you you moderated a panel at a CE week and you did a great job as I would have predicted. You seem to always be good in front of a group. And so that inspired like a uh internal thought process uh well you know the thing is when you moderate a panel uh although i don't know maybe other people do it differently since i never did before i felt like my goal was to kind of shut up and and let uh the guests do the talking now uh afterwards i thought you know what i'd really like to have my say <laughs> so <laughs> um so uh, last week i worked worked on a column about uh you know about the kind of some of the issues behind augmented reality so obviously you have to ask yourself you know people who aren't familiar with the technology what is it and and why would we have any issues with it uh well augmented reality is the is when you when you use something such as your phone or better yet your future heads up display like google glass only hopefully something better than Google Glass, and it pr it imprints information on top of your field of view to give you um, an enhanced combination real-world virtual experience. So uh, some examples of this, if you've ever seen the Terminator, that might be the first uh, the first time most people saw AR was when Arnold is uh, the Arnold robot is in the bar and he's looking around. And he sees some guy and he's like leather jacket just the size I need or whatever and it shows sort of it does object recognition and recognizes uh, you know this is the guy whose leather jacket he should steal and this is the motorcycle he should take uh, so he can go chase Sarah Connor well um, you know fast forward 30 years and that technology is coming to human beings not just uh, 
not just robots from the future. There's a number of apps already out for the phone. Uh, many of them are games. Uh, so I have one, a picture one on our site, I think it's called Droid Shooter or something like that, where these like alien androids just appear on top of whatever is in front of you. And, you know, you have to, you know, it's like Space Invaders sort of, but, uh, but the background behind the invaders is whatever you pointed your camera at. So it could be your living room wall or the street in front of you. Uh, that's an example of an augmented reality game. Another another uh, common example that some of our, our listeners and viewers might be familiar with is the the AR game that comes with the Nintendo 3DS, yeah, yeah. which uses a couple of cards to trigger uh, games that take advantage of your room and your surroundings. There are also a lot of children's things that, that do this. For example, uh, one of my panelists on the uh, panel I was on panel I moderated, uh, Ori Enbar, who uh, actually runs the nonprofit augmentedreality.org, uh, showed an example of a sandbox where it's real sand, but there's uh, projectors projecting colors and virtual objects on top of the sandbox. Uh, and it kind of blurs the line between these virtual objects and the real sand. Uh, another really, really important use that I think a lot of people have have heard of recently is object recognition. So the uh, Fire Phone, uh, which I wouldn't buy if you paid me, uh, has something has a feature on it called Firefly. And what Firefly does is you take a picture of uh, of what of any object. Maybe it's a product. Maybe it's a store outside. Maybe it's the Empire State Building, and it gives you. Uh, and it runs that object through a database of 100,000 objects that gives you information. If it's an object that is a product that you can buy on Amazon, you can bet it will give you an easy way to buy it on Amazon. That's uh, Amazon's motive. But uh, the concept of object recognition is, is a very important one. And uh, Amazon's not the first one to do it. Uh, if you're an Android user, perhaps you've used Google Goggles which works in a similar way, but for some reason Google doesn't care that much about, about it because it doesn't, uh, doesn't talk about the app very much. Um, I believe uh, some other important ones are like Wikitude is another, is another AR browser a lot of people use today. Uh, you, I believe you can point that at a restaurant and it will actually tell you the, the restaurant review and Yelp or something like that. So uh, there's a lot of possibilities when it comes to just combining uh, what you're seeing with data from the cloud. Mm -hmm. Now, some of these are somewhat controversial. Uh, there's an app out there in beta called NameTag. And NameTag uses facial recognition to tell you something about that person that, you just, that you're looking at in the street. Uh, supposedly, NameTag uh, only right now has access to a very limited database of 2.5 million faces. That may sound like a lot, but in the United States of 300 million people, it's not. Uh, and it's looking up, looking them up against some very basic databases like criminal records, uh, whereas they're not using some of the other things that could theoretically be used, like the Facebook, like Facebook profile pictures. Uh, so uh, the point of that, though, is in the future, you will be able to walk down the street look at someone, have have your glasses recognize their face and potentially tell, tell you all kinds of things about them. 
whether they have a criminal record, uh, whether they're, it might be, you know, used for dating, uh, you know, maybe single or, or not. I mean, I guess that's kind of information you would need to, to disclose yourself, hopefully, and not have disclosed for you. Uh, uh, and more importantly, uh, I think it would have a great use in, in social settings. I don't know about you guys, but I've had a lot of embarrassing experiences at CES where I'm walking around the show floor and I run into some uh, PR hack that I ran into before and I don't remember their name and I feel so embarrassed, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and, and, and one time a couple of years ago, I ran into uh, this woman who I, I really thought I, I knew, uh, well, I did know her, but I really thought she was someone else, some other PR person I knew uh, who had posted on Facebook about having a big skiing accident. So I said, so I was trying to be like cool and remembering and I was like, hey, you seem to be doing better after your big skiing accident. And she was like, what skiing accident? Oh, now, oops. If, if I'd had, if I'd had my augmented reality goggles, it would have recognized her face and pulled up uh, the last five emails that we had together, uh, whatever they were, and her Facebook profile, and I would have realized it was somebody else who got in the skiing accident. So uh, now what's interesting about that, though, is it, it will change the way that we think about our memories. And I think people are legitimately scared of uh, other people having this much information about them at their fingertips. Uh, and there, there have been moves, uh, Senator... Franken sent a kind of very pointed letter to name tag. Uh, they're not allowed into the Google Glass store. Uh, so there's a lot of fear of this type of facial recognition. And one of my points in my column is get over it. You, you don't really have a lot of privacy in 2014. Uh, the information that's out there about you on the internet, most of it is stuff that you put there yourself. Uh, so what is the difference between my glasses looking you up and me looking you up with my with my phone and googling you or using google image recognition it's all going to come straight to your face and the beauty of augmented reality is when you have this kind of data from the cloud streaming into your eyes and your head at all times it suddenly makes your uh your human your frail human memory irrelevant and you can focus on you're thinking and problem solving rather than remembering. We're just going to have to change the way we think about the value of our memory. So I'm sure you guys have had this experience a lot in the age of Facebook that in, that remembering someone's birthday no longer matters, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In fact, it's to the point where the the notifications almost drive me crazy. It's offensive when I get happy birthday on Facebook at this point. Well, there's that too. <laughs> Do they even, like, I actually go and type all the letters in, but I bet you there's some app that'll probably just automatically do it without <laughs> your looking, right? So think about the way that, that Facebook has changed the meaning of that. Like it used to be a few years ago, oh, you remembered my birthday. Now it's like, oh, you were on Facebook. So. Or your phone syncs your Facebook calendar and reminds you whether you want it or not. Exactly. So uh, that's going to happen with everything. So let's just get over it. You know, when you when you see me at a party and I haven't seen you in a long time or I've never met you and you ask me how my son is doing or whatever, I'm going to be like, you know how he's doing because you looked on my Facebook. Uh, but are you, you know, it was projected into your retina as you're walking around. And, 
you know, today we kind of have a stigma against that. I mean, think of all the movies we've had about um, or entertainment we've had about people who have a little earpiece in their ear and they go around and they've got a handler, a politician telling telling them something about a person and you say, oh, man, that guy's such a fake. Well, we're just going to have to place a different value. We're going to have to find a different way of showing that we care about people than showing them that we remember facts. Uh, and augmented reality is going to make that happen. You, you might consider that a, a bad thing, but I would consider it a good thing because uh, your human memory is is not what is, you know, not the best way to show to show who you really are. No, I, I agree with that definitely, and a lot of people forget to look at the other side of it, and I think the other side of it is those who physiologically or, or, or I guess physically can't remember things due to whatever the circumstances are, either PTSD or concussions or Alzheimer's. Or Gary Busey syndrome. I Right. <laughs> I would really love for my grandparents to be able to remember certain things that happened and the fact that they can is a little upsetting to some people right, right. so if they can have a, a helpful aid when they're 70 80 90 years old there's more in- engagement with your elders and they're not just sitting on a bed by themselves 18 hours a day they're going to have more ways to communicate with mm-hmm. you more ways to interact more ways to go hey i need to go to the bathroom like whatever the case may be that augmented reality is going to be able to help them pick up on more information that they might not have remembered. Yeah, absolutely. So it's going to superpower those of us with normal uh, uh, you know, mental acuity, and it's going to help those of us with memory problems. But you know, the nature of human memory has changed over history. I mean, before the invention of writing and the printing press, people had much sharper memories than they do today because they had to remember every, every word of something. There were oral traditions. Uh, so People were, you know, I'm sure that all of the bards were really upset when they when they found out that people could write things down, and now people are going to be really upset that there's the cloud, and they're going to be even more upset that the cloud is moving from your pocket to your eyeball. But uh, but that's that's just how it is. Now, I know some people are also really concerned that when you start to have digital information up in your face all the time, that you're going to lose the richness of life and of uh, you know, real, real, real of 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 reality, uh, but um, as uh, Brendan Scully, who works for Matayo uh, and was on my panel, Matayo is a big maker of augmented reality software. Said the dream of augmented reality is to prevent the dream of virtual reality. So, if you, you know, virtual reality would be Oculus Rift, no seeing anything. You're immersed in another world. It's like Lawnmower Man, but hopefully with better special effects. Huh. <laughs> but, but augmented reality is get up, go out, hit the street, go exercise, go have go outdoors because your information is coming with you to enhance your experience. Uh, it's not keeping you, you know, in do- in your chair. It's helping you get out of it. So, you know, I. You know, I, I went out yesterday and I was in, in Central Park with, with my son and that was awesome. And my wife and I were walking around and, you know, looking at various sites and we were like, hey, well, I wonder what that building is. Well, you know, we could have taken out our phone and Googled it. In the future, we won't even have to. We'll just be like, oh, isn't that cool that that's the building where that happened? The information will just be coming coming through us. And, you know, you I, I think 
I think that I think that's only a plus. And unfortunately, like anything else, people are going to need to get used to it. But look at how fast our culture has changed around around smartphones and cell phones. It, it used to be considered really, uh, I think, in many corners, still really rude to whip out your you know to whip out your phone and look things up. But I think the fact that people are so dependent on them now, and how long have we really had smartphones in the mainstream? Maybe six years. So it's so it's it's amazing how fast things can change. And I think, you know, five five to seven years from now, people wearing augmented reality goggles, it's not going to be a thing like it is now with Google Glass. I, I agree with you, and and just to add to your point of having your little one in Central Park, where he's just getting to the point where he's running around like a madman. Wouldn't it be nice to not have to worry about oh, is my phone even on to be able to take this shot, this picture, this video, this recording, this whatever just happened? You have a split second to capture that, or you'll never see it again. Wouldn't it be yeah, nice I to mean, just be able to have that ability all the time? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, part of having a wearable on you all the time, if you. You know, and, and the future when we do, and those who do now, is uh, you could you could grab those pictures, and you know, potentially there will be people. I mean, the technology is not good enough today. This local storage not good enough today. But I guarantee you that there will be people who life log every single moment of their lives. They will have video recording on, and they won't turn it off. And it, so every single moment will be life logged. Uh, it might be a little bit overkill what are you going to do with all that stuff but if you ever want to go back and remember what happened there it will be now in some ways that will also change our memory in the sense that you no longer get to argue about what happened with someone like no 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 let me let's go to the videotape well let's go to the flash memory let's go to the cloud so uh it's going to be an interesting time but uh my point in this column was uh don't fear it you know it it's it's coming, but it's going to be it's going to be good for you. It's going to enhance your memory, and it's going to get you to focus on what's important in life. It's going to focus you on your activities and on solving problems rather than just remembering things. Embrace this type of augmentation because it's good for you. Indeed, and and go from the next step and actually just like import it into your brain. <laughs> iPhone, Avram, amazing stuff for sure. Uh, Go ahead and give them your contacts one more time and where we can find this and other amazing articles that you do. So I'm the online editorial director for Tom'sGuide.com, where this article is published, and LaptopMag.com, where many of our other articles are published. Uh, check us out at those two websites and follow me on Twitter at Geek in Chief. Great stuff as always. We will talk to you next week, Avery. Next week.